0: Hey, this is Del Rios, a.k.a. Spellbinder, a.k.a. Fantasio. You're listening to Live and In Color with Wolfie D. Keep listening or else.
1: (laughs) Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and In Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again on this Monday afternoon, your favorite time to catch live and in color with Wolfie D. I am your host, Wolfie D, along with my co host, the incredible and hardworking Jimmy Street. What's going on this morning, buddy?
1: Man, tell my wife that, bro. Tell her, like, say, hey, Michelle. Because we both have Michelle's in our life, but just say, even if you're just talking to yours, (laughs) I'll record it and you tell it. If i'd be because i can't convince mine of that so well i mean one of these days they're gonna see how hard we work you know mm. so anyway well thank you for saying that bro thank you so much yeah. i'm doing good man just you know i'm excited you hooked up spellbinder for us bro i, I just yeah. can't even, I, I always love that guy so super
2: I, I always loved it too i always loved him and uh, we traveled many miles together uh in the memphis territory uh got a lot of i mean we we lived together basically uh on the road and in hotel rooms uh me him jamie mike anthony yeah uh, man yeah what a great guy he's got a great story so um you know why don't we take a break jimmy And when we come back we'll go ahead and get him on here
1: sounds great to me man we'll be right back and we'll be bringing some magic with us oh yeah
2: Hey folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out.
1: If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again.
2: My favorite story, man, is me, you, Mike Anthony, Midget D, uh, Little Eagle, Jamie, <laughs> Yeah. In In, in, in my G28 Camaro. Yeah. The the, yeah. the T-28 Camaro. So imagine yeah. what that looks like. Mike's driving. Your big, giant ass is sitting in the right. seat. We is got before, a midget.
0: in passenger seat with midget D on my lap.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest stuff ever, man. And, and do you remember... Uh, <laughs> And they pulled us over. I don't know, somewhere around Bowling Green. We went from was, Memphis. Uh, yeah, we was, were traveling not, to Nashville it, or to Louisville. We, yeah, we. They, uh, I, I
0: remember it like it was yesterday.
2: Yeah, we pulled you guys over. It. We've been looking for
0: y'all for two hundred miles. No, we've been. Yeah, he said we've been. Uh, he says we've been looking for you since forty, <laughs> since one hundred and eight or something. Remember because we got off on, on one hundred and eight, one hundred and eight. Um, to do something that was it it was Lexington 108 we got out and I don't remember dude we we, we would always get off on 108 for whatever reason and we got back in and Mike was driving and we were late going to Louisville and Mike was speeding and dude we didn't stop again and uh, man next thing we know we crossed the border and we're past we were a little bit past Bowling Green yeah, and boom! Here comes the state trooper. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. And and, and two
0: more cops, two more cops. And uh, I don't know, dude. You know, t- to me that was fun. You know what I mean? I wasn't like freaked <laughs> out. Matter of fact, we didn't know what we was doing. We we were just speeding, dude. We were just because yeah. yeah. Mike was going nuts. He was doing he was doing one ten in the sixty five.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and hey, I remember the state trooper pulling. Pushed his head in, like, put his head in the the car and looked around like, what in the heck is going on in here? You know what I mean? Major (laughs) D was sleeping on my, his head was on my chest because he he, he was sitting on my lap. And his head, (laughs) he he had his mouth open. Remember? Dude, it was hilarious, man. But they didn't even give us a ticket, remember?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, they didn't give us a ticket. They didn't give, well, first of all, they recognized all of us. You know what I mean? They, right yeah. away, you know, that was TV five. I mean, TV five was, you know, TV five at the time, you know, the, the, the uh, Tennessee or uh, wherever it was carried it was, was, would be paralyzed from from from, uh, you know, 10 to 1130 from 10 in the morning to 1130 that morning. Whoever got the TV live, the, the, the town was shut down to till, till the show was over after that. Then, you know. Then life began over there, at, in, in, in at that time, in those years. But yeah, I mean, dude, it was it was uh, it was it was it was crazy. You know what I mean? But that was the fun of the whole thing of being on the road. You know, it's it it, it was nothing like that. There was nothing like that. And, and every night we had a different uh, <laughs> we had a different deal going on. You
2: know I mean? It was and so that's, fun, that's man. We were- and, and 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 like I told you, chicken and bread, man. Chicken and bread. That's what Spellbinder hey, would we're make us that's go. Was, we were, we
0: were going to Hold D, on. And was-
2: Hold on. Spellbinder made us go to the Captain D's. And, I mean, yeah. the, we couldn't eat anything else. We were <laughs> on the road, and we couldn't eat anything else because Spellbinder wanted chicken and bread. He'd buy, <laughs> some, else. He'd buy some fucking Planeous. chicken from there, and he just wanted the bread, and that's all he wanted. And, and then we had Nothing to else. eat what we could.
0: Right. River, and River and River so that's Mike why
2: Anthony. we nicknamed him Chicken and Bread.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it was after, it was after uh, let's see, um, we had bought Mike Anthony Yeah. six of us, and Mike Anthony said, well, we, if we want to look like big man, we're going to have to just eat like him. So we went to Captain D's and Mike ordered 12 chicken sandwiches, just chicken and bread. That's what Jamie started calling me chicken and bread.
2: <laughs> God. The, the, do the you lady ever, couldn't
0: believe it. The lady said 12 chicken and.
2: 12 yeah. Chicken and <laughs> you ate all that shit. That was when you yeah. was uh, doing that. Uh, when you first came in. Uh they had you in that construction worker gimmick.
0: Right. And that's because Jerry <laughs> King Jerry Lawler said, Well, look, Dale, the gimmick is awesome. I love that gimmick. But you 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 know, you you suck, you can't wrestle. I don't wanna <laughs> kill that gimmick. You know what I mean? And he's just being honest with me. And honestly, man, I was brokenhearted, you know, because you know what? I got I got all that construction gimmick stuff while Wolfie Jamie and Mike Anthony, they were doing a house show. We were somewhere in Kentucky and the place was jam packed. So I, while they were working, King had said, well, you know, we're going to put you in a different character. You know, we can't just do spellbinder. You, you, you know, you, you you're you not good. And I said, yeah. okay. So I went, I remember went to Walmart and bought a plaid shirt and cut the sleeves off. I had a pair of jeans and I cut the, uh, put 'em them down. Yeah. The shorts. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I had, oh, I bought some Timberlands. I remember that. So I said, okay, well, I'll look like because I was a big guy. I was two hundred and ninety-five pounds. I figured, all right, I don't have tights, and I just want to look different. And I mean, it worked for a little while, you know what I mean? Till I finally learned, you know, a little something before King said, okay, you, you're good to go. Let's 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 put the character back on you, you know what <laughs> I mean? But uh, but that was everything was done on the road. Everything everything was done on the road because if you remember, Wolfie. I would only get booked on Monday night at yep. the Coliseum. But I still yep. went on the road with you guys. Because, you know, I mean, that, that was it. It was, it was, the crazy thing is that I can remember us fighting and arguing and then backing each other up. And somebody had a problem with another problem. That was like the closest to a family that I, you know, that I really had. And, and you know, the funny thing was, and Wolfie, you know, like I told you a little while ago, man, that that was to me when I think back and I, you know, and I, I I try to remember things that happened 20-something 20, 20 years ago. You oh, know, man, said, man it's been a minute.
2: It's been a minute, man. It really has. I, I've got pictures. Dude. I have a, a tote uh, that has a lot of pictures in it. And there's a picture of me, and I absolutely remember the match. When you were in the construction worker thing, and there's a picture <laughs> that I have of me drop-kicking you. Oh, but it's it just like, like, you know, And I, it, face, I right? also have a picture. I also have a picture. I don't know if you remember this, but it was Halloween night in Louisville. And, and
0: Jamie put his face on you. Uh, Jamie. No, Jamie you put, you. you paid my face. Right. Right. I remember now. Yes. Yeah. yeah you I remember. It my was face. So right? I went
2: to the ring. I had, you know, the boxers hang out. I had pumpkins uh, hanging out of my shorts, and then I had spill matter on my face. So yeah,
0: right. I remember that. Yeah, I do. I remember that, man. I mean, dude, it's like I said, we can be here a, a whole month talking about stuff. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, just 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 stuff that happens, man. Over and over. I do. You, do you, do you, the crazy thing was that some of the. Some of the things we, that we argued and thought about was like the stupidest stuff, too, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and the next... Hey, here's the thing. We were in the same car. We were in the same daggum holiday inn room. Remember all of them?
4: Oh, yeah.
0: All six of us, man. So me and you... Me and you... uh, Me and you or me and Jamie shared one bed. Mike Anthony and you shared the other. And the midgets would do it do like a pallet on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? That was, you know, I mean, those, and, and that's, and we. Who else
2: can say that? that? Who else out now of your friends, friends right now can say man. that they spent the night with uh, two uh, bodybuilders and two midges,
1: <laughs> two, <laughs> two kids from the hood? <laughs> exactly.
0: You know, it, it was just man, and and those were those were the real days, man. You know, matter of fact, if you remember. There was a few times, uh, what's his name? I, oh, okay. One of the times uh, one of the midgets couldn't make it. It wasn't Midget D. It was the other guy from Kentucky. Yeah. And uh, remember, we, we stuck Vito in that car. <laughs> Vito. uh, <laughs> uh crush. crush. Yeah. 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 Spurban, yeah. We, we stuck him in there a few times with us. And, 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 and Vito was a big dude. He was like 6'2", six, 6'3". Two hundred and fifty pounds too, dude. So, I mean, that com- that that Camaro dude, it saw a lot of people, man.
4: It yeah, was, yeah,
0: a lot of people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and uh, and the city saw that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Know? And then oh, uh, and the crazy thing was the schedule that we had. Remember, everybody wanted to go out after after the show, except me. I wanted to go home and go to sleep because I wanted to go get up and train the next morning. <laughs> You just wanted, <laughs> you, know you just I mean? wanted chicken and bread. That's all you wanted. That, yeah, that mean that's all because I thought you know. See, here's the thing, man. You know, and then I don't know. I think not you guys, but other guys resented me for it. You know what I mean? But it wasn't. It wasn't that. I just thought that's the way it was. I didn't know any better. But you know, they had signed me. WWF had signed me to that. Uh, to that uh, that contract, you know, with you, and sent me to Tennessee. I thought, well, I'm just going to be here a few weeks or a few months or whatever, then move on. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, the thing right. about it was, once I was, once I was settled in, and 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 you know, we were doing stuff, and I didn't even want to go up there. The times that they uh, they said, okay, man, we, you know, King King would come to me and say, hey, man, you know, they they, they need you know, they're going to send up for you. I would be like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I mean? He would tell me he would say, hey, "You got, you need to call JJ, call him up, and because uh, he wants to talk to you." Dude, two three weeks would go by, and I wouldn't <laughs> call JJ Dylan because I I didn't I didn't even care. I didn't I I, I was happy down I was happy down in Memphis. You yeah, I was doing all right. So, you know. And,
2: so let me ask you this, Dale I love you like yeah. a brother. What sure. do you? Because I know as far as me goes, I know what my problem was and why I didn't, me and Jamie didn't uh, go to that next level. What do you think about you? What, what do you think caused that problem to why that really cool gimmick that I've told you, I fucking love it. Right. I love the spell. Yeah. What do you think caused a problem?
0: Well, brother, you know, it's here's the thing, man. So, I went up there, and 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 did my thing. I did, you know, I didn't do anything different than I did in Memphis. I, on the way to the ring, I did some some magic, you know. In the yeah. ring, you know, I I did a few things. Now, I, here here here's what I want you. I, before I say what I feel happened, I, I, I can tell you this: that the first TV taping I did, I remember coming back, and guys like Mabel and uh, Mo were looking at me and saying, "Dude." That was awesome, bro. That was great. Then you had Savio Vega at the time um, came to me, and he said to me, this is what he said to me, man. Go and ahead. I didn't understand it, but I just thought, oh, he says, you might be too good for your own good. Mm. That's He said that to me, and I looked at him. And then uh, Duke, Duke the Dumpless, or uh, Josie, Mike, yeah. he looked at me and he goes, bro, that's going to be a top gimmick. All right, now I think back, and I say to myself, all right. So these guys who, who, you know, Wolfie, you knew very well. were yeah. Some of the guys that were really from the heart, they were good guys. Right. And that you And then, you know, there was other guys over there that weren't cool at all.
4: Right.
0: That, you know, they, 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 they weren't cool. Um, they, you know, they, they, they thought I, I, and I'm not afraid to say this cause we're all men, but they thought they were better than anybody else. And which is, you know, I never felt that way. And you, yeah. Guys like you, um, and and then when so, Bam Bam Bigelow come up to me, and goes, man, I love that gimmick, man, I love that gimmick, you know, and he was a real cool dude, but when you had yeah. guys like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna drop names, you know, because I don't care, I'm not in the business, you know what I mean, but you got guys like Sean, um, uh, Sean Michaels, don't talk to you, don't look at you, you know, you know, he knows that they just that 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 you're hired, that you're on the team, you know. Mike Josie come to me and said, "Hey man, welcome aboard." You know what I mean? Oh, man, yeah. thank you. You know what I mean? And then uh, Mabel says, "Bro, you're here, man. That's it, brother. We're gonna we're we, we gonna hang out."
4: Mabel you know I mean? was oh, so awesome. Yeah, I man. Him. He
0: was loved yeah, you know, him to oh, death. Yeah, I loved him to death. And I thought, you know, and 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 I I could just think of uh, uh, Sean and, and you know uh, Mark wasn't all that great. He, I don't think he Mark the Undertaker was too enthused about me going out there in black and and face paint and and, and doing magic. I I don't think he was too crazy about it. As a matter of fact, you know, it got back to me that when I did the kill center in St. Louis and another TV taping, and I had the crowd on his feet, even before I got, I got to the ring because I started doing some, you know, some magic with doves and stuff like that. And they were like, Whoa. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I heard he had a fit, you know what I mean? Put it this way. So, I, I worked Rad Radford, rest in peace, had a yeah. heck of a match, you know what I mean? And then two days later, I'm back in Memphis. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you right. know, um, you know, and then, so it got back to me that, you know, him and then, you know, now that, you know, things, years have passed, now that things have, been, you know, Bruce Pritchard wasn't, wasn't straight up either. You know what I mean? Nah. Or he was not the thing. You know what I mean? And then, you know, uh, I heard he's still talking about me. I heard recently he did a podcast about about Spellbinder or Fantasia or whatever you call it, knocking me and you know I mean dude if I'm that I must be that important to him you know what I mean that he's got to talk about me which is fine with me keep me keep me in everybody's mind that's fine.
2: I I understand. I've had people (laughs) go on there about me lately, so I understand. Right?
0: You know what I mean? But then you know, but see the thing about it is when, when that when he would see me. Hey Dale, how you doing, man? You know, shaking my hand like you know, there's some behind my back. You know, that's just, and that was okay. You know, to me, it don't matter anymore. You know what I mean? Because you know, it, it, whatever happened happened, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. Do Do I believe the Spellbinder could have done anything as 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 high as any of the other people? Yeah. Nobody there was that much. Bigger than me, if if we're gonna look
2: at size or anything on we'll, now it don't it, it don't have nothing to do with that. I guarantee it was just it was politics with you, man. I it's promise, without a doubt. Because, yeah, because well, and then, you and then, yeah. you had you had the body, uh, you had the 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 gimmick, the magic, the, all that shit, and then you right. worked with us, and we we kind of helped you to. Fucking be better, oh, dude. That, that you were always good. This, man. Man. You were always good. My
0: training, my training came from PG thirteen, Mike Anthony. You know yeah. that's when we would drive for three, four hours back home. You guys would tell me, "They'll don't do this. They'll do that." Well, this look good, but dude, don't do this because you're too big. You know, I mean, that's how I learned.
2: Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. you need the rock star realtor
1: benji is a member of exit realty's garden gate team in gallatin tennessee
2: tell me if you remember this what is my favorite finish for you do you remember this what is my favorite finish for you
0: the finish you wanted to give me or the no finish you the finish that
2: me? i love for you the most come on you gotta give it to me
0: Wolfie, I just smell man, so many, man. You, the, first of all, you, a lot of times, you never beat me clean,
2: you always cheat. No, just the, okay. The uh, pull something out of your hat or tights or whatever, and then the boof. Oh, the f- oh, my stick. finish,
0: my finish. So the dear, stick. Of your yeah,
2: hit me with the stick. Yeah, yes, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Of course, that was dude dude i mean the biggest reaction you could ever imagine the biggest reaction was was when that when that when that stick came out
2: <laughs> yeah it was good man you
0: know what it i was, mean that was good dude i remember doing it a number of times and uh you know uh you, the, the other thing was re- remember the the when i threw the the the, the coils the streamers yeah when I threw, you know, I would do the spot and, and duck the uh, duck the clothesline or whatever, and then throw the the Japanese Kabuki coils. Yeah, that was one. That was that was one of my favorite people. People loved it. You know, yeah. I did that. Uh, yeah,
2: you you were one it, of the people I, that me and Jimmy have talked about on this podcast a bunch of times of why, why'd they do this to him? Why did he not? Cause it was so over why'd they not do it? Remember that Jimmy?
1: Oh yeah. Several episodes yeah, I We've appreciate pondered you. that, you know?
0: Hey, and another thing, another thing, to be honest, you know, I, you know, now that I think about it, Wolfie, you know, for some reason, you know, the people that came out of Memphis later on really were kind of, kind of screwed over because they even did brian christopher wrong too oh yeah oh yeah you know what i mean they did brian they did brian bad man you know it wasn't it wasn't cool i mean you know jeff i guess jeff jeff jarrett did okay because because of his dad or whatever but he did all right for a little bit then he switched to wcw and then it looked when he was in WCW, he he felt more comfortable there to me because, you know, I mean, to me, I mean, as I knew him, you know, you might ask Jeff and he goes, no, nah, it didn't matter. But to me, you know what I'm saying? It was just later on, you know, I had a conversation with Vito about it and uh, he told me that, uh, you know, they, 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 they just didn't like guys coming out of Memphis for whatever reason, which was crazy because they had that, you know, they had the developmental here.
1: Right. And everybody who is anybody came through Memphis. Honestly, exactly. even exactly. if Ric Flair only wrestled one match in Memphis randomly, I'm saying everybody made their way through Memphis. The Undertaker, as you mentioned before, Hogan, Andre, everybody, Rocky, The Rock, you know. Everybody that was anybody came through Memphis at one point. One thing that I remember first when we brought you up, last year around this time, there was a list that was released of the top five wrestlers of all time from WWE that were magic based. This was basically around the time that Bray Wyatt, I think, was released. Number five was Bray Wyatt, The Fiend. Number four was Kane. Number three was Papa Shango. Number two was Undertaker. And number one was Fantasio. So... That was their list. They made, I think it was Sports Kita or somebody like that. But that was pretty cool to see, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. That was awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad. You know, and the thing about here's the crazy thing. You know, every once in a while, and this is not, it hasn't happened, uh, you know, lately, but I'm talking about up to a couple years ago, Jerry came with, let me know. He would say, hey, Dale, uh, they're going to do a write-up about you in the magazine. And you know, I'm like, okay. They put old pictures of me and say some story about me in the magazine. And I thought, all right, well, they're keeping me relevant at least, you know what I mean? I mean, sure. You know, and, 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 and I'm going to tell you something, you know, I think this was all beyond Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? This was not, he he probably doesn't know anything about not none, none of it. You know what I mean? I don't think it goes that far. I think it starts. Right. I think it starts with where, where, uh, you know Bruce Pritchard. You know I guess he was the uh, talent coordinator at the time or whatever. Bruce and a couple of the other guys. You know JJ J. Dillon was, was 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 a good guy. You know he's a matter of fact. He's the one who hired me. Right. You know so he was he he loved the gimmick. He loved the character. You know what I mean you know um you know I'm gonna say something, Wolfie. You know and and this is nothing you know other than the truth. But you know Jerry Lawler didn't help too much either. Yeah
2: sometimes you know what I mean I want you to tell one story real quick uh yeah because you know when I first met you and stuff you were very um like you didn't want to show the scar that's why oh you, yeah yeah and you thats you why, wore the, yeah, that's why you, wore be, the, you wore the tights that covered it up and stuff like that. But
0: let it be known,
2: known, this motherfucker survived a fucking gunshot wound. Uh, Dale, if you want to talk about that, that'd be awesome. If you don't want to, that's cool, too. No, no. Hey,
0: that's fine. Because, you know, I mean, dude, I mean, back in it was still fresh back then. You pulled it out of your chest. Holy crap. Right. Right. But I got shot, see... You know, truth be known, you know, 20-something years ago, 25 years ago, I was I was a bodybuilder already. I was a big dude. I was about 290 pounds, 6'3", 6'4", you know. And um, I was actually, uh, you know, a security for a drug dealer in New York. And we were up in the Bronx. And, you know, we had no idea what was going on. But they, one of the drug uh, gangs, you know, had a situation with another Another drug gang, and we didn't know anything about it. You know, what I mean, we got we went into a building. Next thing you know, firecrackers are going off, but it wasn't. In my mind, I heard firecrackers, but it wasn't that. It was, you know, whatever whatever guns they were shooting off. Well, I go through, a, a, I I open up the staircase door to you know to just run downstairs and get back in the car, and my peripheral vision saw something move, and I heard an explosion. Next thing I know, I open my, my, uh, my jacket and my chest is smoking. Whoa! So some, somebody had shot me in my back and believe it or not, at the, at simultaneously, as, as I heard the explosion, I grabbed my left peck. And when I grabbed my left pec, I pulled out of my shirt, the fragment, I guess that was left, you know, of the bullet or whatever it was but I had it in my hand and I was like, what? The-? You know, I I knew I was shot. I um, autumn. I immediately coughed and blood came out of my mouth. So I knew, you know, from the movies in my head, I'm like, Oh no, I'm in trouble. Usually yeah. when they bleed from their mouth, they're dead, you know? Oh yeah. And so I ran, you know, so I ran up to a car, a car wash, you know, and I, cause I thought there's people there. Next thing I know, man, there was, uh, I don't know. I was surrounded by like, 20 police officers and then they laid me down. I still had the bullet fragment in my hand and I went to, I get, went to give it to the cop and the cop like opened his hand and I put it in his hand. He looked at me and he said, Holy crap. You know what I mean? You know, he used profanity, but I don't, I don't want to use it. But he, he, you know, he couldn't believe it. Uh, he, and the other guy said, well, that must be the bullet. Anyway, dude, I woke up like three, four days later because uh, I had lost so much blood. My heart had stopped. Wow. And, uh, yeah, they brought me back to life. They cut me open. They they cut me from the bottom of my uh the middle of my rib all the way up to my back because they performed what was called cardiac heart massage because they couldn't really jolt me back to life. So that uh one of the surgeons that was there happened to be one of the founders of cardiac heart massage and he said, Well, let's do it. He opened it up, he put he broke my rib, which by the way hurt worse than the gunshot wound when I woke up, but he put his hand in between my ribs and started massaging my heart with his hand. And uh, my heart uh, jumped back and started pumping wow. again. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. And that's why they called me the miracle man for a while. If you remember Wolfie uh, macho man, Randy Savage, he was calling me the miracle man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. That, that was I insane. Never, man. Uh, and, and
2: it, when I heard about Dale, when he first came in and stuff like that and, And then we started riding around together. And then he told me, "Uh, I I don't even think I've heard that much of the story. Um, But (laughs) I remember you telling me, yeah, I got shot and I pulled it out. I don't think you told me that much. But damn, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Wow. Wow.
1: So, you know, you talk about the Miracle Man, and I, I don't even know how to segue from that story, but you talk about the Miracle Man name. What was Vince's or JJ's idea of you originally when you came in? Was it essentially the Spellbinder, and then they just changed it to Fantasio? When yeah, was well,
0: the, yeah, they, they, they wanted. Vince loved the character. JJ loved the character. You know who loved the character, I get more than all of them was uh, Pat. Um, what was Pat his Patterson? Name, Wolfie? Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson. Oh, he loved it. As a matter of fact, Pat made me when what once I I flew into Titan to Titan Towers once to do pictures and stuff like that. And uh I remember him saying, Hey, you're not leaving what i do is some magic trick. He loved magic, you know what I mean? So yeah. I did some stuff then. But he loved he loved the character. And uh Vince, when I met with Vince, he wanted a, he wanted uh he said, I tell you what, man, he goes, You're mine. And he goes, you know, they maybe later on. We might take you. We may we may take the makeup off you because you're a good looking guy. You're a handsome guy. I want people right. to see you. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever you want to do. Vince had some good ideas. Vince also told me he goes, all right, can we get somebody right now, like a spokesperson for you, like maybe a professional magician, illusionist that maybe can, you know what I mean? So I hired um, Don Baggett from Evansville, who was a, like he had he was an illusionist. And uh, I I got WWE to hire him, which was WWF at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, he was gonna be the, like the person that would speak because I was the mind and stuff like that. I mean, they had they had some pretty stuff, pretty good stuff going. You know what I mean? So it just fell short after uh, after I did that show. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I,
4: so <laughs> the, the thing, politics. Up, yeah, was,
0: the poli- was politics. Yeah, I wasn't a fantastic wrestler. You know what I mean? Um, But it's like Scott Hall told me one time, he goes, you don't have to be a fantastic wrestler. You're a big dude. You got a nice character. You let them do whatever they want and catch them in the middle of the ring and boom, finish them. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So it was definitely politics, for sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't like I I was a butthole to anybody. I was, you know, Wolfie can tell you, you know, I was easy to get along with. You know what right. I mean? I didn't
2: think Absolutely, man. Think, absolutely. And I I really don't understand why uh that gimmick did not get a push. I don't know. I mean, you know you know the business, Dell, and you just you just said it and it is what right. it is. Uh, yeah, it
0: is what it is, man. So
2: is what for whatever is, reason they didn't push that and I wish they would have because like I said, I remember wrestling the guy in the uh YMCA outfit, uh, the construction worker. <laughs> God, yeah. You were you were fucking terrible, and I fucking uh, I fucking had a good match with you because I feel like.
0: Oh I, yeah, dude. you I'm guys, not, man. When I, worked, when I worked with when I with either you, when I worked with either you or Jamie, I looked like a million dollars, man. When I worked with Colorado kids, I looked like crap. Like I should, you know what I mean. <laughs>
2: Yes, yeah. man, oh, wait, man. And, and I and I loved you like a brother, man. I really wanted, Hi, to, bro.
0: I love you, bro, and I'm always gonna love you. And we, you know that's why I, I'm, you know, staying in touch with you. You know, it wasn't wrestling was the cause of us knowing each other, but you know that's where that's where it stays. You know what I mean? You, you, I, I'm always gonna love you. I'm always gonna love Jamie. Rest in peace. I think about Mike all the time. I think about the midget all the time. You know what I mean? I think those are times that, you know. And so Von wish. Crush. Love oh, him. man. Scully, yeah. I talk to Scully every, you know, every once in a while. Whether, you know, he he texts me or I call him. Um, yeah. uh, you know, Be Fine calls me every every, you know, every other month or whatever. So we yeah. try to stay in touch, you know, with everything.
1: Yeah, man. So yeah, and, thank uh, you Yeah, absolutely, thank you for doing this Absolutely and You're the best, man Is that good? That's awesome If you need
0: me to do anything else, you let me know, brother
1: Okay, we will, thank you very much
0: Alright, yo, absolutely, it's my pleasure Wolfie, I love you Thank All you right. Okay, buddy
1: That's taking us into Current Affairs DJ, hit the music It's
4: a Current affair.
2: It's a Current affair.
1: All right, we're back with current affairs. And Wolfie, today with the current affairs, I mean, like I said, there's a million current affairs, and every time we do current affairs, there's a current affair happening at that time. So that keeps feeding this segment, and I'm happy because, once again, I brought this to you <laughs> because you don't care. And the beauty of it is now you actually are kind of caring about it. So,
2: I, yeah, yeah. so, mush- Are are a little more giving now.
1: (laughs) My shits are a little (laughs) more giving. I that's a t-shirt. I love it. Oh my god, that's a t-shirt. Yeah. So okay. Well, our first one is this. Per Dave Meltzer, you know he's been wrong before, but I don't think he's wrong about this. Apparently, Roman Reigns is going to take a ten-week break from July to September, Mm -hmm. and and there's no real reason given. But do you remember when we talked to Kevin Sullivan? And Sullivan brought up talking about Roman Reigns. He was like, I think he's going to be leaving soon to do some movies. Mm, Do you, do you think maybe this is the start of that? Possibly,
2: yeah. I mean, it could be, man. Uh, it's hard to say without being on the inside or knowing him or anything like that, but yeah, I mean, fuck, the guy wants to take a break to do some movies more power to him, you
1: know? Yeah, of course. Well, like right now, he's in the midst of one of the longest modern wrestling championship title runs, uh-huh. and. So, you know, essentially that means if he's taking that long, a 10 week break, he's not going to let him carry the title (laughs) off with him. So he's going to be dropping it soon, apparently, which, you know, is going to have to be somewhat epic because of how long he's carried this title. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't see long title runs these days. So it's, you know, what was the longest that you remember back in your day?
2: Oh God. You talking about just that i had heard of?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: God, man. I, did, I couldn't even begin where to tell you because it would, yeah, it would be guys from a long time ago. Those were long title runs.
4: Yeah.
2: Bruno and all them guys, Bruno San Martino, you know, man, I, I, I'm I not that big of a wrestling historian to be able to answer that correctly or yeah, probably close to sound like I know what I'm talking about because I honestly don't.
1: Well, because in, it, also in the Memphis territory, you know, Lawler was known as a heavyweight champion a lot, but he would he would give that up every once in a while, too, yeah. you know? The right person he would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he had a good continuous run, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. I need to look that up sometime on how many times he held that title Yeah. between the CWA, the USWA. I mean, it'd be interesting. But anyway, yeah. you know, like you said, on that one, I don't have those figures. But anyway, long story short, Roman's about to take a break. We'll see how the WWE does, because honestly, right now, he and controversy are the top draws (laughs) for wwe and that leads me obviously into this one it's all the talk these days right now sasha banks and naomi recently walked out of raw after an argument with vince now the reason i bring this one up for you (laughs) (laughs) i think you may i think you may see a little bit of uh I don't yeah. know what similarity, maybe. I don't know. Tell us, you know, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Well,
2: okay. So, yeah, let's 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 knock that out real quick. Yes, we did walk out of Raw, but we also walked back in and did the did the deal, you know, right? We, did, we didn't right. leave, we weren't the tag team champions. I mean, and like I said, I look back at that, and even though we came back in and did it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do but again um uh, about that story we just knew why it was doing done or we thought we did and we didn't appreciate the slap in the face which see with yeah. them too I, I only know what i'm reading i again people that i don't know personally and don't know nobody that knows them so it's not like i have first-hand information on this but right. it, road dog put a statement i don't know if this was on his podcast or whatever but i just saw it on the internet and saying something to the extent and i maybe even you know i'm paraphrasing a little bit but he said you know if you're making millions of dollars and you're not happy with the way the creative team is taking you or booking you or whatever he said it you got more problems than creative
1: yeah <laughs> because yeah. T-
2: hell dude i wasn't making millions when i me and Jamie made that decision to walk out of raw and then come back or whatever so it's not like we had you know that girl's been on their tv for quite a while i believe uh
1: um, right right
2: everybody knows her name she's definitely been pushed uh in the women's division and just in their in the wwe universe she's she's a name person there and yeah it's i mean i just can't see how it would be that damn bad I, I, I sort of understand where they were coming from if the stories that we're getting are correct of why would they do that but shit why would they do that it happens all the time in the wrestling business What the fuck are they doing this for
1: yeah, you know,
2: yeah. I'm talking yeah. from personal experience. I mean, I've had those what the fuck moments. Why are we doing this? And <laughs> I mean, you, you just got to go with it, especially, like I said, when she's making lots of money. I think you could probably get over it or come to some sort of, uh, you know, agreement.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, do you think this, like, okay, so obviously with you and Jamie, you guys were younger. Yeah. Probably would never have done that again, but at the same time, your, your adrenaline, your testosterone, your young bravado of, no, that ain't happening, you know, right. kind of thing. With them, however, part of it, it, it seems obvious to me. So basically, Naomi was going to apparently win that. So uh-huh. she was going to win that. Uh, part of their deal was, is it seemed like they're trying to be this serious tag team and make these women's titles, which might be the lowest title on the whole card means something. And so they also said that, you know, they turned it into a singles match, but with Becky and Oscar or something, I I don't even watch raw and I should, I shouldn't even be doing current affairs, I guess. But it, it, <laughs> anyway, they took out dewdrop drop that Nikki A.S.H. So one has to assume that those were the two that they did not want to work with lock horns yeah with so and then the dewdrop and the nikki ash they took them out of the match entirely they just made it a singles match and then it happened what it happened but yeah naomi was about to go over so either they took umbrage with the fact that naomi was about to win a match as a single when they're trying to be this tag team yeah. or they truly didn't want to work with dewdrop and, and nikki ash i don't know it, it you know I'll be honest. Wolfie and I are not the women's wrestling experts that you all may expect, but at the same time, you know, you understand politics and for sure, backstage politics. So it's kind of why I wanted to, and everybody's talking about this anyway. Then, well, then, to, then, go ahead. Be, yeah. To be continued. Yeah. So the next one, I got to talk to you about this one. Cause dude, I, I sent this one to you. Darby Allen. Some would say the modern day, Jeff Hardy, did a stunt off of a very tall ladder onto some, I guess, folding chairs that were set up in a row with Jeff laying on them. Right. And he did this not on like the, the AEW's version of WrestleMania. Right. (laughs) He didn't even do it on the AEW's version of, (laughs) of SummerSlam. He did it on a Wednesday night on a raw essentially. And, So I have no, I I don't know, man, I respect the balls that it takes to do that stunt, but I don't know where his mental, or where was his thoughts on doing that for free?
2: Just trying to, I guarantee you, it's just the culture of the current wrestler. You know, let's see what fucking crazy shit can I do to go viral and let everybody see me and know my name. Okay. Got their attention. Now what, homie? Right. You know yeah. that's what I always say, man. Okay, what you gonna do next? How you gonna keep these n- new new people that possibly have opened their eyes to you for the first time, uh, and, and and plus the ones you already got. But let's say these new ones that have just opened their eyes to you. How do you follow up? Are you gonna try to do shit like that every match now? To, you know, is that gonna be your thing? Right. So is you to Jeff Hardy, or are you actually gonna have some substance to your uh, character and your personality and, and things like that to, um, uh, keep people emotionally invested in you because yeah. you watch that I almost a him in a way, Yeah, dude. I mean, a table is one thing. Uh, and, and Jeff, if you'll notice, Jeff actually started standing up to catch him as he's coming down and go down with him. But right. it was still a brutal impact, man. And those chairs, that's thats nothing like a table break, man. Because a table, in a way, almost breaks your fall a little bit. That yeah. should looked look like it broke them in half, you know. Right. I, I wouldn't want to take that bump at any age. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever, man.
1: <laughs> well, that was my next question, all right?
2: Yeah. Because,
1: you know, you've been known to do some crazy bumps. Yeah. Okay, Put yourself at, like, are you ever going to do that bump, even at your wildest?
2: Uh, I, I didn't like jumping off the ladders anyway, because you know you see people fall off. Of, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, uh, That was not a thing that I really did. And man, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, if, uh, like you said, if it was like a WrestleMania and I had that opportunity or something, would well, I do it? Probably back in back in my younger days. But I don't, I don't know, man. Just to see. And dude, I'll be honest with you. And it's weird. Uh, after being out of the business for so long, out of the ring, uh, yeah. and only just doing the, the two little bullshit matches I did, I, I look at just some stuff I look at and go, God, why did I ever decide that that was a <laughs> <laughs> thing? You know, the amount of hard hits and kicks, and it's like, fuck, I don't want nobody ever to touch me like that again.
1: Right, right. (laughs) I I, I don't (laughs) know, when I saw it, something in me said, in the right place, Wolfie would have done the same thing, but... You know, also, you've also said very intelligent things like, no, Sid, (laughs) you ain't putting me in that power bomb. So something tells me you were smart well before your years. But at the same time, dude, Darby seems to be like a stunt man more, you know. And the funny thing is, is he's essentially being mentored by by Sting. Now, I've known Sting zero years. I don't know sting. I've known him as a wrestler for decades, but I don't know if he's really a vocal dude. I'm sure that he possibly is, but also Darby may not even listen to that. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Sting has got a long career behind him Mm -hmm. and he's still somewhat doing it. And to me, I could almost see, and he was never that kind of a bump taker ever, you know? So I can almost see him kind of, I don't know, saying, hey, dude, don't <laughs> do many of them. You don't have many of those, you know.
2: You sure don't.
1: Yeah. Because your bump card only has so many clicks, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it may seem, you know, like you have them forever, but at the same time, the the bigger ones go. But, you know, Jeff Hardy's the, it's funny that he hit Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy is the king of those bumps, you know. Right. But I don't know. Anyway, well, I mean, there's not really much more to be said on that. Darby, stay safe, man. (laughs) We don't want to see permanent damage. But yeah, and the last one, and again, you know, this one was kind of crazy. Basically, in Augusta, Georgia, there was a local event for IWE wrestling. A wrestler named Joe Black was walking out of the ring, and there was a fan sitting there. We don't know the full story on this, but the fan was probably running his mouth. Through the match, maybe ticked Joe off or whatever. Joe took like took his fingers to the brim of his hat Flip, and flipped, flipped it him. Off. Yeah, flipped it off, and then he gave him the double birds. Mm-hmm. And and then the, the 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 fan who does not look like a small dude, yeah, co- compared to to Joe Black, headbutted him. And I don't know that he got all of it on the headbutt, but. Anyway, I'm sure, yeah, I wouldn't want to handle that headbutt. But anyway, go ahead. What do you think about this, man?
2: Um, I think that, you know, we've talked about I've been in altercations with fans, but I never physically started it uh, that I can recall. I'm pretty sure I, you just don't don't touch them. It's kind of like the old haunted house thing. Don't touch them. They won't touch you type shit.
1: Yeah, so. yeah.
2: So I, I would never have flipped the man's hat off and you know, at that point you 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 started it so you better hope you could finish it.
1: Yeah, no kidding, man. You better finish it. The big boy, I mean, it was it, they must just grow him big down in Georgia, man. But golly, yeah. that dude, that fan was not a small dude. So I don't know, man. I, I, you know, a lot of people are going, that fan never should have took it seriously. He just flipped his hat off. But when a hat is on you, it's technically part of your body, yeah. I, I would assume. And, yeah. you know, like you said, you got to pick your battles. As a wrestler, you can run your mouth all you want. You can flip them off all you want. Yeah. But, you know, it it probably should stop right there, but I don't know. I mean, have you ever, I mean, Jamie and you, (laughs) I'm sure had people boiling at certain points to where, you know, I'm sure, you know, like we saw in ECW, Jamie's antics and Mm -hmm. and his, 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 his lines, Mm -hmm. he always says they laughed and they loved it. They popped for it, but I'm sure somewhere like, you know, yeah, that's for sure. He
2: definitely pissed people off and caused some fights, but like (laughs) physical, physical part of it was not started by either one of us. And, you know, that's got to kill. I don't care. I mean, like I said, I saw what happened, and I'm assuming uh, they went on and had their match after that. So that's it. I mean, I don't know if the guy had legitimate heat or anything like that, but if he did, it was dead after that. It had to have been. I didn't see what happened after a match or whatever. But that just completely kills your fucking match, man. You just got to fight with a fan, and then you got to roll in and do do a fake fight. Yeah. (laughs) How the fuck is that gonna get over after that? They know you just got fucking headbutted like a son of a bitch by some fan in the crowd, man. Uh, How tough are you at that point? You know, it just, he lost out both ways, really.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. He probably won't be flipping hats anymore. I would just assume, you know, unless he takes that on as his gimmick and maybe he's just gonna get a whole lot of headbutts, but we'll see. But anyway, well, that, that wraps it up for current affairs today. You know, Once again, Spellbinder was amazing. I tell you, man, you've been hitting them out of the ballpark with your buddies. You've brought us Dreamer, Meanie, Dean Hill, which was an excellent episode, by the way. Steve Kern is on pace to be our number one episode of all time. I don't really, really get into specifics of numbers, but let's just say it's going to be our biggest of all time episode 100 and and you guys if you haven't listened to that one i don't know why you're listening to the spellbinder episode and not listening to steve kern go back listen to steve kern i promise you it is a wrestling fans episode bro i mean out of anything we've ever done and they're all wrestling fan episodes that one is the most informative interesting fun i mean honestly it was just amazing so anyway i'm done ranting off my soapbox. but take us out wolfie d
2: all right once again everybody thank you for listening to live and in color with wolfie d and this is wolfie d for my co-host jimmy street and for the spellbinder saying tune in next time for more live and in color with wolfie d
1: and now a word from our sponsor
5: So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf W-O-L-F-E I'm on Instagram at Warren Wolf 13 you can always find us on Facebook, Twitter Instagram and YouTube at Live Wolfie D here's the thing Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos he has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Second, the people that are liking the page Beyond that even more Is the people that are listening And we really appreciate that Yeah and remember guys The podcast drops a new episode Every Monday at noon And our past episodes are streaming now On demand On all major podcast formats Thanks again I got a cat for
2: you don't i got a cat for you don't I got a cat for you don't he
4: got a for don't and here we
3: go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging. Don't be hating, cause we're spitting the truth. Still loving in color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap unlike any other. Back in the day, I was NOD and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out. Hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Lay low for a while and you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've ejected This shit's so sick, it makes your ears get infected Bad skills, no faking, there's no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over on four Not here to play games, so you better be wearing. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care Every time I keep ticking and I can't be like stopped You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped With my finish I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. I'm gonna wind it up, then I'm driving it home. It's rookie D, baby. Huh. I got, I got a cap for your dome. You got a cap for you got a cap
4: for your you got a cap for your dome.
1: This has been a James Rock Street production.